stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams and running away. But I got a chance, I'm running my play. I want that none of y'all take it away. I'll never change, I'm stuck in my ways. All right, what is going on today, guys? Welcome to the eighth episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, like to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, pushing past adversities or struggles, whether that be in your work life, your personal life, your mental or physical health, or maybe just entrepreneurship or your family life. At the end of the day, all I'm trying to do is push good vibes forward into the universe and talk about overcoming struggles to get to the pursuit of happiness. Now, if you're brand new to this content, thank you so much for stumbling upon it. I'm very grateful and I'm happy that you have. Please feel free to follow along with this journey and basically just hear different perspectives from different people that have gone through different struggles and hear their you know, outcomes and how they dealt with that. And if you really enjoy this kind of content, please, all I ask is that you do refer you know, this to a friend who maybe has struggled in the past, is struggling right now, or just wants to push their life in a good direction. And if you have heard this before, then thank you so much for following this journey and supporting the cause and letting people know that they are not alone. So today, we're going to jump right into it in a second. But I got to chat with Nori Athletics. And this is a power couple of Michelle Petrovich and Novet Chua. And they are personal trainers that I met a few years ago. And both of them are super supportive, super open, and just super positive. And they like to push good vibes as well. And I really appreciate that. But one thing I really like about them is they don't always focus on just fitness and nutrition, but just habits that are going to make you feel good and move more comfortable and feel more comfortable in your own skin on a day-to-day basis. So without further ado, I will shut up because I talk way too much and we will jump right into this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it just as much as I did. What's going on? I've got Novet and Michelle here. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Yeah, you can do your own little (laughs) intro. You talk. Shout out your Instagram um, and your Facebook and everything you do. Uh, so what's going on? Um, I'm Novet. This is Michelle. Um, we're a couple. <laughs> and we own a company called Nori Athletics, named after her dog, Nori, if you guys didn't know that, yeah. um, which means uh, seaweed. Seaweed in seaweed. Japanese. That's because her dog is a black and my sister named him and my sister is in japan currently and so she decided to name him nori yeah so it's a dog that has a japanese name that was born in the states in the states um, is a german type of dog because he's a dushan and so. speaks serbian <laughs> not speaks understands serbian beautiful but, yeah. But yeah, so we're health and fitness coaches, or we like to more so call ourselves now habit coaches because we've kind of derailed from the typical fitness style of coaching and realized that habits are far more important when it comes to wanting to achieve any goals and just feeling better about ourselves. So yeah, we're habit coaches. Um, You can find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on podcasts now because we started a podcast recently. And yeah, that's that's really about it. What's your Instagram? What's your YouTube? What's your podcast? How can people find you? Oh. So a podcast is just Nori Athletics uh, Lifestyle Podcast. Or Nori Lifestyle, yeah. Nori Lifestyle 
Instagram. Um, Instagram, Facebook. It's just Nori Athletics. YouTube, Nori Athletics. So yeah, just look up our name. And then well, personal um, handle. And then my personal is just my name, Michelle Petrovic. And mine is uh, Chu. Novet. Damn it! I keep mixing. I keep mixing up my my Instagram handle and my email. Okay, it's it's Novet underscore Royal underscore underscore Chua. That's what beautiful i'm gonna throw all of those in the description of this video as well so everyone will be able to find you it'll Sweet. be easy but um here's what i was gonna say because we were just chatting before i started recording it and we were talking about like being in prep and dealing with hunger i'm actually i just i don't know if you guys saw on my instagram before i started recording this but my diet has been absolutely garbage my it's gotten the best of me recently i'm like fully addicted to carbs and sugar like one of those people where I'm like, like lightheaded after a few hours if I don't eat carbs, you know, like I have to eat them throughout the day. And I'm eating pretty solid carbs. Like it's like a lot of rice and potatoes and quinoa, stuff like that. But I'm like so reliant on it. And if I don't have that, I go nuts, man. So like I always have like, I have like fruit. If I'm like feeling like garbage, I'll eat a bunch of fruit, like probably two, three bananas a day, apples, oranges, strawberries. But uh, I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to make a big change. I'm going to start intermittent fasting and cutting nice. out a bunch of my carbs, like just to shock my body completely and just get rid of this like a tendency. Do you guys have experience with either of those things, like cutting out carbs or intermittent fasting? Oh God! We have lots like, of we experience. have so much. Like when you started talking of like all these, like, so much ideas are like it's, it's running in my head because this is exactly what we work on. I need on, right? tips. I need tips. So, dude, for me, like the number one thing is is like if you're if you feel like you're eating junk food or you feel like you're eating like shit, you gotta like let go of that and be like, hey, I'm just. It, it is what it is right now. Like I'm hungry. And for you to be like, you eat something and then judge yourself after is going to make it worse. Yeah. Right. So I think the first thing I would like say to myself, if I was in your position, I'd be, I would be like, you know what? It's, there's something happening in my head, in my body. And it's not because I don't have the willpower. It's not because I'm a piece of shit. It's not because I'm being lazy, but it's because of uh, my body and my brain is craving nutrients. That's yeah. what it is, right? Like there's some, there's um, something going on um, chemically in your body that's making you crave carbs, that's making you, um, makes you sleepy or makes you lethargic. There's something going on there that you just don't know. Um, and it, it's the habits that you're practicing around your nutrition that are affecting those habits that you're trying to change. And I like what Navette said is that you just have to really forgive yourself and realize that you're a human being. And so to stick to like, you know, not eating any carbs at all or like, um, yeah, to stick to that, it's kind of, you're making it really hard for yourself to be satisfied with yourself and happy with your actions. Right. Um, and what you mentioned though, for carbs, I don't even see those as bad carbs really no they're all good carbs right they're all healthy and we actually need them to function yeah so, yeah um i would personally not even see that as a bad thing i would encourage you to listen to your body and see what it's asking you to eat 
Um, and then, yeah, look at the other factors that could be affecting it, like Navet said, because it's not just, you know, like he said, it's not just willpower. It's not just like you not having the ability to say no. There's something around what you're doing there. Maybe it's like your sleep or your stress or just pure boredom, right? That cause you to start acting on those habits. And you just have to look at that and start to change those things first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what I noticed was um, like I got hungry because I was I'm I'm someone I wake up pretty early and I go to bed pretty pretty early as well and I start eating really early like mm-hmm. pretty early because I usually wake up I do a little bit of cardio like I go for a run or a bike ride and then I eat a big breakfast right away so that's like before six a.m. seven o'clock Dang. I've already eaten like a big oh. meal. Well, it's, it's kind of like, it's good. It was really good for a long time, but now I'm finding at like, you know, around one, two, three o'clock, I have like this huge crash of energy. And so many people have told me that it's like, cause you're eating carbs way too early in the day or you're eating meals too early in the day or whatever it is. So what I've like, what I thought was you know, I'll keep like the good carbs, obviously, like potatoes, I love I love having potatoes, like roasted potatoes, dinner, breakfast, I'll have them any meal, like rice, I'll have for lunch a lot of the time. And then fruits throughout the day is like my favorite thing. But uh, I'm gonna keep those like clean and then just try and eat like from 11 to seven, I was thinking, because then I usually go to bed at like 839 anyways. Hmm. I kind of want to like, what do you think about that? Yeah. What do you think of that? I want you to expand like your, where you think the problem is coming from. So instead of like thinking of, Oh, it's maybe it's just the food, but it could be everything else around you that you're not looking at. You know, um, I wanted to ask you, what do you do? Like you said, you get lethargic around like noonish, like 12, three. What, what do you do at at that time? Like, where are you? Like, I'm usually like, Mm, during the week like recently because I've got nothing to do I've got like my job I'm working in a restaurant right now and we're shut down so I've just been either helping my dad out with like uh, he's doing like renovations and stuff like that so I've just been helping him any free time I have I'll go and pick up lumber for him or whatever and uh, just help him out the best I can because he's done a lot for me or if it's a weekend like this, I'm just chilling. I usually do all my work by like this time. And then I've done my exercise for the day. I've done like all my reading and my work, whatever I need to do. And then I just get so tired. I'm like, oh, I'll do like the rest of my stuff later. I can nap for an hour. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It's like I finish all my stuff in the morning. I, I usually wake up early, so I get after it. I do all my stuff before people like kind of wake up so that I'm done all my stuff by then, you know? Do you get sleepy during the week or just the weekends? Kind of both, kind of both. And it's usually around like, yeah, 12 o'clock. It's right after lunch, basically. Do you eat, mm. do you eat a big lunch? I usually have like first meal is pretty big. Yeah. Like few eggs, some potatoes, some veggies, and then a little bit of fruit and then a, some coffee. And then my second meal is like usually a little bit smaller. And then my third meal is like my big lunch. I'll have quite a lot of food again. And then I'm like tired, dead tired. Okay. Okay. It could you know be, I mean? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be because it's a really big meal. So what's happening then is like your the blood is going into your stomach to try and digest everything you've just eaten. And so if it's a meal that's really high in carbs and high in fats, we tend to get really lethargic. Yeah. Like, like we can tell you, we, we would like to tell you like this is the problem and this is what you need to like work on. But to be honest, there's so many factors. That's why I'm asking all these questions. And it's, it's not all the questions. I haven't asked all the questions, sorry. Because there's like, okay, it could, yeah, it could be the big lunch. It could be that because you've like, you wake up early and you've done all these activities and you've like, you've done so much work that your body just mm -hmm. needs, needs the recovery. Um, or it could be like, you just, maybe you're just sitting all day and your body or like your joints are all compressed and you're not getting enough oxygen throughout your body. And that's yeah. making you feel lethargic. I know I feel that a lot of the times where I'm like playing video games on like in bed and I'm just like this. And I know, I've, I know consciously I've been playing for like five hours and I'm, and I'm falling asleep, right? And I'm like, okay, I know why I'm falling asleep. I didn't, I didn't get enough oxygen. I didn't, water could be another thing. Haven't been drinking enough water. Yeah. Um, maybe like you're low in uh, serotonin. You're not getting enough sunlight, maybe. So there's like, mm -hmm. there's all these factors. So like, we kind of want to, like when, what we do with our clients is like, we get them to go through like a checklist. Like, okay, did you get your water? Did you get your sunlight? Did you go for a walk? Um, like, did you get your sleep is number one. So like, that's yeah. that's freaking amazing that you said you sleep early and then you wake up early so i think I'm a stickler about my eight hours man I yeah just, it makes me like laugh when people say oh i don't need eight hours i need five hours i need to, you know i could do it four hours i used to be like that man there's no way after i started sleeping eight hours every night there's no comparison right mm -hmm. no comparison like it's it's there's so much benefits to it it's like i know you always talk about like mental health and like anxiety and depression like sleep i think is the number one thing to like kind of look at when it when you start feeling this way no i think like one of the biggest reasons people get into depression and anxiety is because like they're just not recovered their brain's not recovered and they have to handle all these things and it, it can get overwhelming when you're not at, at like your most optimal level right um shit yeah. kind of i and always so, i always do this i rag on and i forget what we're talking about what are we talking so about? in terms of sleep you're getting the eight hours and when you wake up you feel like you've rejuvenated like you, you yeah feel... i'm ready to go first thing in the morning i don't like i i i know it's not relatable because no not a lot of other people are like this but yeah i'm fired up every morning i don't know why i'm just ready to go i think it's That's... sleep like it a, is sleep. No, it is. I'm just and ready you're to go. In the, you're sleeping in the optimal like window too, because. Um, Hold on. What time do you sleep? For me, right? I don't yeah. think everyone else can do this. I think that it's like kind of everyone's got their own little pattern. But I usually like I uh, screens off and I get ready for bed at seven thirty, and then that's when I like kind of read and journal, and then like eight thirty, I'm lights off. I'm in bed, and then I usually fall asleep by nine. Dude, that wow. is perfect. That's kind, that's kind of what I expected. Even I can't do that. I can't fall. Not can't everyone fall can. The, the thing is, is, you know, not that I'm like antisocial, but I kind of like having my alone time. So mornings and evenings are my alone time. And there's not much to do right now. So it's kind of easy for me to just kind of go to bed early. The sun, and now it's getting harder because the sun stays up later. But the sun's yeah. down by like nine o'clock anyways. There's nothing really to do. 
And I like waking up early and I like having my eight hours of sleep. So it's necessary. Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm up at, you know, like four forty during the week and then weekends I'm like five, five thirty. That's, then, that's perfect too. Like you're actually sticking to a good schedule as well, which is what's important. I think what tends to throw us off is that we don't follow a strict schedule when it comes to weekends. And so we tend to sleep in on the weekends sometimes. And if you really want to optimize your sleep and you want your sleep to be good, then sticking to waking up within an hour of the time always. Oh, yeah. Um, is, is it's harder, though, because you guys are a couple, man. When you're, like, when, when you're, like, waking up and you, like, have the option to lay in bed and cuddle and just kind of have and enjoy the morning. Like, I, you know, I'm single right now, so it's just, yeah. like, wake up. And I'm already thinking about the things I have to do. Like, you know, I have this routine set for myself where I'm, I'm just kind of motoring away every Dude, day, that's, you know? That's, that's great, man. Like, for, ever since this uh, quarantine thing started, that's when I kind of, like, I shut off. I almost treated it as, like, a vacation. That was me, like, for me. I, I, I'm like you. I like my alone time. I like my alone time in the morning. I like my alone time in the evening. Like, if you start, if you call me in the evening, I, like, or text me, I'll probably just look at it and then just throw my phone, like, behind yeah, me. Yeah, I'll reply to it tomorrow when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I turned off, and then um, I've been sleeping late. Like, my, it, I'm going to tell the truth. Like, I haven't been on top of my health and my wellness just been doing all the bad like i told you i'm like playing video games right now I'm, we're still working on the business but i know like i'm not where i want to be at that point and all but these you've gotten better yeah slowly yeah. right I'm, that's, this is where like this is where like the habit thing comes in like it's perfect where like i see myself like okay i'm going down and anxiety is getting up there depression is getting up there too um but uh, it's good that i'm conscious of it right and i know where it's coming from so that kind of that's where it gives me the power to like, okay, I have, these things are normal. Everyone goes through it. And at least I know how to kind of get out of it even slowly. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're really self-aware, man. Yeah. It could be, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good thing and a curse at the same time, because I'm always like, like this, right. I'm always running. Um, I, when I get into, when I'm under pressure, I tend to like judge myself without even, knowing i'm i am self-conscious but then there are also times where if i'm in the middle of something i won't realize what i'm doing i think what hurts him too is that he has really high expectations for himself so when he's not doing what he should be doing he kind of sees that and then he puts himself down more and he's like well ugh, whatever and then he just continues in that like in that staying in that place almost sometimes because he feels like he's like you know screwed up his day type of thing so he might as well just like kind of stay in that spot yeah yeah it's kind of like i've noticed that it's kind of like when you have a nagging parent just like over your shoulder the whole time it's like hey what are you doing you're not supposed to be doing that you're supposed to be doing this you know better than that you should be doing better but what ends up happening is you kind of like i, I believe that people don't like being told what to do so like when you tell someone to do something you're just like you get demotivated and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But if it That's comes me, from man. you, yeah, That's right? Me. But if it comes from you and it's your idea where it's like, oh, I want to do this. This this inspires me. You're like, this is like, this will be good for me. Then you then you start taking action, right? Which what happened to me like maybe 
like a, a week and a half ago where I kind of like, you know what, I, I'm ruining my life right now by telling myself these things. What if I'm just like, you know what, it is what it is right now. It's okay to play video games. It's okay to like not read books. It's okay not to like call people. It's okay not to text back. You know, everything is okay. Just like, just accept it. Right. And then what I actually became more productive after that, it was the weirdest thing. I started reading books. I started like, I, I see things on Instagram that like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Jim Quick. So no, he's like a guy, he's, he worked with like the cast of X-Men. He works with like celebrities, um, CEOs, and he's known for being able to learn quick. Right. And I just saw, an Insta- yeah. I saw it on Instagram and I'm like, you know, I'm going to grab this free book. No, it's not free. You have to pay for it. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to teach myself how to learn faster, read quicker. And it, it all, that all came from me um, accepting myself during that time. Beautiful, man. How about you, Michelle? How you been dealing with this time? I, I have this, I guess, um, way of dealing with things is that I always have to keep moving. And so when this happened, I was like, Oh, I can't just sit. Like I'm not the type of person to sit and not do anything. So I actually made myself more busy and in turn, um, Staying at home, though, for some odd reason, I was expecting to be more stressed with our business because we're not working as much, but it's given me more time to do more things that I wanted to do. So I took up like other courses, I'm reading, I'm like doing more for our business, I'm finding out our core values for our business. Like, like she did so much like and a lot ridiculous. of like self-work too. So like really evaluating what I want to do, um, how I want our business to look, um, where are we going even? And it's almost been a blessing because I wanted to do these things. I felt like our business was just kind of you know, going day by day, but I needed a plan because I'm that type of person. And so this actually helped me a lot. And I, yeah, I haven't stopped working since like every day I'm doing something and I'm always creating and it's given me time to create. And I think having that time now to create has allowed me to also then be motivated with the other things that was always hard for me to start doing. And yeah. I try not to pressure him. Yeah, because she's like, we have, <laughs> like, we have like we official, have we have official days off, right? Like we have um, Friday and Saturday are our days off, but she's still like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do a little bit, but she ends up doing a lot. But I think that just comes from like, she's just so aligned with what she needs to do that like it, it pulls her and I'm not there. I'm getting there now. Yeah, I see it slowly. It's hard though when you're in a business together though. And, you know, I see him playing games and stuff. I'm like, well, I want to play games because yeah. I like playing games just as much. And then I'm working and I'm enjoying the work. But then I see him doing that. I'm like, it's not fair. You should be working too. You must like do something. But there's, <laughs> also, like, oh. there's also the other side of the coin where like when I see her working, I'm like, I should be doing something. Then that's when I like read. Like I'm, I'm like, I'll read for like 10 minutes and I'll go back to my video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's nice though yeah i i you know what i'm kind of like a blend honestly like i'm kind of like a blend of the two because when this whole thing started off in you know like february march gyms were still open early march i was still going to the gym every single day and my mentality was 
you know, the more things that shut down, the more I kind of have to try and keep myself going because I'm somebody who will sit and be stagnant and play video games and watch, you know, anime or like Netflix and I'll just sit there and I am someone who will love it for like a week, tell myself like it's an all right thing to do. And then two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And then for me, that state kind of puts me into depression everyone's yeah, got yeah. their own little like cycle of you know whatever they deal with but that that state puts me into depression so i knew that i had to keep busy keep as busy as i possibly could and so like i'm i'm kind of like you guys like i i like patterns and i like habits and i like kind of like analyzing little things like i said like Earlier this year, I did a month without video games, and then I did a month completely sober following that, just to, like, kind of completely, like, shock my body. So literally nothing, like, no, nothing, like, no smoking, no drinking, no nothing for a month, and then uh, just, like, kind of just shocking my body in different ways, just trying different things out with sleep, just, like, Do you find um, myself busy. Do you find things come out when you do those? Like when you do those like month cleanses of like whatever you decide to take out, do you find like something comes out of it? Yeah. Um, every time I've done it, there's like little benefits and then little things where I'm just kind of like stunned about like the first one, like the video games thing. I kind of realized a couple things. A, it wasn't necessarily the video games that were the problem. It was like my relationship with them. Cause the first week when I cut out video games, I just replaced the habit with watching like YouTube videos. So like, it was like, okay, well this wasn't actually the issue. You know, I removed it, but that wasn't the issue. Like the problem was like my distraction and you know, how much attention I would spend on things that were important to me. And then things that, you know, weren't as important, but were just kind of like addictive. You know, like, it's just like yeah, gratification yeah. versus like actually like investing efforts and time into something. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, a, it was a metaphor. So it was kind of like a nice thing to learn. I kind of realized that a lot of the things, it's funny that you guys said that in the very beginning about like my relationship to carbs. It's what I'm, what I'm about to say is kind of similar to what you guys are saying. Sometimes we try and like isolate something that we think is the problem. And then we'll be like, Oh, I've been working so hard at getting rid of X, Y, or Z in my life, but that's not actually the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just like what you, what you think could be the problem or you want to be the problem or whatever it is. Like, that's always something that I've realized, like doing the month sober, wasn't that difficult for me because I don't really drink anyways. Yeah. So it didn't really like, I mean, it was kind of difficult, like, socially, but I have pretty cool friends. Like, if I said, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm passing on having a drink tonight or whatever. Yeah. They don't yeah, really care. It wasn't yeah. difficult for me. It wasn't yeah. something that I really needed to do. It was just something that I wanted to, like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it one month completely nothing, like, no toxins in my body just to flush yeah. my system, you know? Like, so, That's good. I don't know. That's awesome. That's kind of my takeaway from those. Did you do the video game fast first, or is it the Mm. the the, that first? Right. What was easier? Uh, being sober, because it's just kind of how I am, anyways. It doesn't really matter. Like I'm usually sober. What Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do next after? 
Uh, I was thinking this, I'm going to do intermittent fasting for a month and just see how, how my body reacts. I haven't weighed myself yet. I had, mm. so like, yeah, my first meal, so I've only had one meal was at like 11, I started cooking at 11. So like 11, 15 ish, I had a pretty big meal. Dude, I think, I think you started something. You should like document this. Cause you're like, you did the video game fast and you're like, wow, I can do that. What else can I do? Hmm. Yeah. It's just random challenges. Like I, it's, yeah. you know, I don't know if you guys see on my story on Instagram either, but I go for bike rides every day. That yeah, started off that. as like a little like challenge with my buddy in like, I think November or December. And I was like, I'm just going to ride my bike or do like any cardio. That was my goal was just to do cardio in the morning, like first thing in the morning, every single day, just so I could That's force okay. myself to wake up earlier. And then nice. I just, I didn't get rid of the habit. Like I just love it. So that was one that stayed. That was pretty nice. That's awesome. What do you do after the bike ride? You know, it's different every day. Like, like for the most part, I was like, okay, so for the first few weeks of this, like, isolation stuff, I was, like, really choked about not having a gym. So I was like, I need to still do resistance training regularly. So at that point, my daily routine was, you know, go for a bike ride or a run and then do 200 push-ups. 100 pull-ups and 150 crunches in as few sets as possible so like as fast as i could get it done that would be my morning routine like before breakfast it would be like cardio and then do that and that would take like probably an hour and a half what do you what do you do what do you look after oh sorry what do you look forward to after doing all that is there something that you give yourself like if you, like <laughs> is it breakfast like you actually look forward to breakfast i absolutely look forward to breakfast every day like you're like okay once i've done this i get my breakfast yes yeah breakfast and a shower shower is like another good big reward i love showers man like a hot shower yeah. a nice hot shower have you ever read the book uh, power of habits i'm you know what it's interesting i haven't read it but i'm yeah. reading uh like one of the next books that author re- wrote charles duig Right. Oh, uh, it's power of something. I remember. Power of a habit is written by Charles Duhigg. Yeah, his other book was power, like power of something. I forget what it was. The one I'm reading now is Smarter, Faster, Better. Smarter, okay. Faster, Better by Charles Duhigg. Okay. Same, same author. I, I I screwed up the title. Never mind. I was wrong. I was thinking of something else. But the reason why I mentioned that was because of. Um, atomic I, habits, I, maybe. You can give Atomic mm, Habits, James Clear. I haven't uh, read that, but that's something she wants to read. It's a good one. Uh, I just finished it. I had the audio book. We got like some, I read like some snippets of the book. Um, what did we get from that? Like hab- habit stacking. That's what yeah. we got from it. Oh, okay. 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 But with the power of habits, the one thing I got from that is. Habit like, stacking a, is from Atomic Habits. Habits. Yeah. Yeah. But with this one, there's like a cycle of how you, you can actually create a habit and make it stick. Because on the internet, they tell you, like, oh, you have to do it for, like, a week or, like, 21, 21 days. days. Yeah, 21 days. The yeah. Days. But, like, what if you can't even do it the first day, right? How are you going to do 21 days or, like, 10 days? Or mm-hmm. So that's, that was a question I was asking myself. And then um, one of our clients actually gave us the book, and I was reading it. And it, there was uh, there's actually a cycle when it comes to, like... Building habits. Yeah, building habits. Mm-hmm. So, like, what you were doing there's i was seeing a cycle and that's the reason one of the reasons why you were able to stick to that I was like so you have an alarm clock yes yeah absolutely yeah 
yeah so like alarm clock is so there's a trigger there's a routine and there's a reward and yeah. that's how you can like create a habit so that your trigger is probably your alarm clock the routine yeah. is like you go for your bike ride and then you go work out um yeah. and then the reward is your hot shower and the breakfast and your mind kind of goes um okay if i do all these things i get a reward from it because I, I believe that we all do something to gain something I believe. Yeah. even if it's like even if it's like okay i'm donating to like a charity or like i'm helping an old lady cross the street you're still receiving something you're still like um if you're helping someone cross the street like an old lady crossing the street and you're receiving um maybe like it kind of tells you that you're a good person right it gives you information about yourself so that's like a reward so like oh sorry there's that's like um something you gain so with like you i think that's how your our minds work <laughs> when my, i start to stutter when i think too fast um that's how our minds work like we do something like if i do this i'm gonna gain that and that's what you've been doing maybe subconsciously like okay i'm gonna work out um and i know because if i do this i'm gonna get like something really really good right so remember when you were talking about like instant gratification right that's yeah. your form of instant gratification because in reality you can't really see um you know a bike ride or working out like the results of that right away but over time you can but the, then you can create these instant gratifications to tell you that you're doing the right thing and tells your mind because habits are actually found in a specific a small part of our mind of our brain that's where our habits stay mm. so there was a study of this man that like he had brain damage from a disease or something but only a small part of his brain where the habits are built was was like kept okay so he was doing everything throughout his day that was habitual like waking up brushing his teeth going for a walk that still stayed and he kept doing that but could he remember what someone says to him like a minute ago no Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So wow. it's crazy how strong our habits are. So that to you is now a habit. Like it's just so habitual for you to wake up, do something, and then eat. Like watch. Right? If I say, I'm going to tell you right now, if you tell yourself tomorrow that like, okay, I'm just going to like not do anything, like literally tell yourself not do anything, you're going to, and, and if my alarm, my alarm clock goes off, I'm just going to stay in bed. You won't be able to. You'll have the urge no. to do it. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've done it a few times now where on a Saturday morning, I won't set my alarm at all. And I'll still wake up at like before six o'clock. Yeah. 100%. Like that's just my body is ready for it. It's just how I'm wired now. And then you go, you go through the routine, right? You just like do your bike ride. You do your yeah. workout. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So now when you're fasting, you're basically going to have to create a new routine. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you have to create a new like trigger, a new like the routine. It would be fasting and then a new reward, which is like your food. But I yeah, had the same meal just later on. Yeah. yeah. Had the same meal just later on. Yeah. Today. So today was the first day. Like, so last night I was watching. Uh, a bunch of like YouTube videos and it was mainly about like fitness and stuff. And it was guys that were talking about um, the two things, the two benefits that I kept hearing 
it was just kind of playing in the background as I was doing work. But the benefits I kept hearing were the afternoon nap that wasn't necessary anymore. They would, they just didn't have that. And having like the, uh, like the waves of like attention and, and energy throughout the day. And I kept hearing these guys talk about it. And then I kept, I started paying more attention to it. And I found out they were talking about, you know, like a lower carb, not like no carb, but like lower carb and some sort of time constraint diet, like some sort of like, whether it's like, uh, some of them were talking about like a, like a five day where you eat whatever you want and then two days fasted throughout the week. So like maybe two or three days of eating and then you fast for a full 24 hour period and then a couple more days of eating and then you fast for a 24 hour period. And then the other time constraint diet was like the intermittent fasting where you like maybe eight hours of an eating window and 16 hours off kind of deal. Yeah. So they were kind of talking about those and I was like, you know what, I've done it in the past and I got pretty mm -hmm. lean, but I wasn't as focused on macros and I'm a lot more focused on micros now as well. You know, like getting yeah. all my, my vitamins in. So yeah. I think this time I'll be able to stay, you know, I got, I lost a lot of weight, but I wasn't as strong and I didn't really feel good when I did it before. It just kind of felt like a, a weird diet. Yeah. This time I want to actually like pay more attention. Like I'm, I'm, already taking you know vitamins i take iron and i take calcium i take multivitamins i take you know a couple different things in the morning so i think this time i'll be able to you know maintain a bit more muscle and uh hopefully get like the attention and the energy benefits yeah with intermittent fasting you shouldn't lose muscle yeah um from the research we've done like i was eating donuts and stuff like i was eating like an idiot you know like oh. I, was, I was classic gym bro i was like oh i'm intermittent fasting so i can eat like mcdonald's breakfast at 12 o'clock yeah yeah you yeah. know like i was gym bro last time this time i'm you know yeah i had like uh brussels sprouts potatoes and eggs with a little yeah. bit of back bacon like that was my that's, breakfast you know like it's a lot healthier yeah. a little bit higher fat but less carbs right that was like me when I did a vegetarian diet. I was like, I'm gonna do a vegetarian diet, but I was eating like fried shit. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's no meat in there. Yeah, you restrict uh, yourself in certain ways, so you just think you can ball out in other ways. Like I was yeah, eating yeah. donuts. I can't I can't even forget. Like I was, uh, it was like a few summers ago, and I ended up going to the Calgary Stampede, and I was doing like intermittent fasting. So I wouldn't like, and I was drinking, I was partying, but. 12 to 8 was my window after 8 there was nothing but water in my body like nothing yeah, yeah. but like once 12 o'clock rolled around dude i had i literally had donuts for breakfast one day like at 12 o'clock <laughs> and I my did, body was like before. what are you doing man like, yeah. yeah it's it's so good you point that out though because it's actually the what's important isn't when we necessarily eat but it's what we eat mm. you're kind of instilling in your gut um kind of what it will be like for the rest of the day how it should run the rest of the day and so if you eat something that's overly processed high in sugars your stomach won't run as efficiently as it will if you eat like you know a good amount of protein healthy um complex carbs and uh like fats so it gives your body the idea okay this is this is how we're going to digest today this is how we're going to work so that's why you might notice like on the days where you 
started eating off like really poorly, right? And your first meal was maybe donuts. That whole day, <laughs> you might aim for like not so good foods. I don't want to say bad foods because I, I don't like using that term, but you won't aim for like you I know, think processed like, sugars are pretty bad like you can just say like they're bad oh yeah in my yeah. opinion I can just say it like maybe you won't but I think they're bad they're like they're like bad for your body but so good for your soul you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> no but I mean bad in the sense that like it's a problem man like yeah. I, I was fully addicted like I'm fully oh, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't say past tense I am you know I'm still thinking about sugary snacks right now but I'm just going to say, like, yeah, every time I have a sugar craving right now, it's going to be, like, a little bit of blueberries or strawberries. Like, I'm going to try and stay away from that. So, sugar. you see, that's that's going to be your – so, when you have those cravings, that's a trigger, right? And your new routine, instead of grabbing for, like, something processed, Oreos. a processed sugar, Oreos. would be grabbing fruit. And then you so you can see how that's like the new routine and then your reward would obviously be how you feel. Like even just like um, being proud of yourself for eating that over like eating an Oreo is you gratifying your action, right? And you rewarding yourself. So that's like, that's how habits are created. And I know that like sounds so weird when you separate it like that, but it kind of gives it more science behind how we act. Yeah, hundred percent. Cool. I, I don't know about you guys, but I love I love like biohacking. I love brain hacking, and it's it's so weird. Like when when you feel like you're supposed to do something, but if you actually do the opposite, that that opposite um option actually works better. That's for me, right? So like with you, if I was in your situation, what I actually tell my clients is like, you know what? Instead of instead of removing or restricting, why don't you add something instead? Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like if i tell you like dude um you're not allowed to eat donuts anymore you'd be like okay i can probably do that for like a few a month maybe but then you'll start to like turn to like a drug addict you crave it. yeah you crave it yeah. but what if i tell you like okay you can have that donut only if you reach your uh your protein intake if you if you finish your protein intake you'll you'll be yeah. able to have your donut but the, the trick to this is like protein is like they call it the magic macro because it does so many things like, yeah, it builds muscle recovery, but it also warms up your body and it keeps you satiated. That's a long, a long time for making, keeping you full. Obviously alongside with sleep, right? You have to have sleep in, intact first. So, and then when you do this, what ends up happening is like, okay. Um, you're so oh, focused on getting the protein yeah. in and you're staying so full that those cravings for the sugars go away actually go down you literally i'm sure you have you had those days where you're like there's a donut on the table and you're like you you won't even be conscious of it but you you've eaten well that day and you look at that donut and you'll be like "Hmm, i don't have to have it yeah yeah that's how i talk about doing like my exercise in the morning and then having a big healthy breakfast i always say like one benefit to it is it sets the tone for the rest of your day. Like every decision you make after that is based off of the first few actions you do in the morning. So like, I know if I got up in the morning and I went for a bike ride, like in my head, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to ruin that. So like for the rest of the day, I just keep doing like more, I'll make more health conscious decisions. Not like, not like more than the average person. I mean, more than if I didn't do it, you know? Yeah, because you created a win right in the morning, right? Mm. And it's all about creating wins, and that's what keeps you going. 
yeah, momentum for sure. You ever heard of the 80-20 rule? So 80-20 like there's, rule. Yeah, so like there's 80-20 rule when like uh, when it comes to food, right? Like 20% like junk food, 80% like good food. But there's also like the 80-20 rule where if you do, uh, if you can do the 20% of the work, it will actually give you 80% of the results. Mm-hmm. So like you're like, let's say your morning routine, that's like 20% of probably your, your day, effort. of your effort during the day. But because of that, it made that 80% easier and kind of gives you the results of 80%. Yeah. Like it compounds throughout your day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, that was what I was going to say earlier is um, like, I think a lot of these habits I've built for a while. I, I, okay. Like I put it into this perspective for a long time. I never saved any money. Like for a long time, I never saved anything. Like I was just making money and then spending it. I never thought about saving it. And I got really, really mad because one of my buddies who's the same age as me put a down payment on a, on an apartment yeah. to buy it. And I was like choked because I was like, how do you have that much money? He's like, dude, I've been saving since we were 16. Why haven't you been? And I got so mad because he kind of explained to me how, you know, compounding works. And I felt like an idiot. So I was like, how can I apply this to the rest of my life? So anytime Mm -hmm. I have like an action that I think is going to make a positive compound, then I'm excited for it. You know, like that's why it's kind of easy right now for me to create these positive habits just because it's like, okay, like I'm thinking about, you know, how can I make myself happier in the future? It was kind of something I developed when I was like really depressed because I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm not in, I'm not going to be happy right now. So how can I make the future better? Cause I'm sick of this. That's like yeah, how I yeah. felt, you know? Yeah. No. But yeah. I got I addicted that. to that. I got addicted to it. Yeah. Cause you know, you're, you're able to create that. Right. And it just keeps you going because you know that there is something at the end of the road and that's why goals are so important. Right. I think that if you're just acting without any goals, you tend to get lost. Right. And you tend to not even want to do anything. And that's where sometimes depression also comes from, is that we're not looking into the future. We're just kind of stuck in the past and we have no sense of direction. So when you create created those goals, you gave yourself you instilled in yourself that you have more to you and that there's more to life and that you can like you can do so much. Yeah. And I think I saw the compounding effect of my negative habits. And I was like, well, if this is working so much against me, like there's gotta be some way I can use it to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I just, all of my negative habits, I seem to see the benefits of, I, you know, I looked at my bank account or I looked at, you know, how I felt like my emotions, different things. It was like, these, you know, these, this is pretty, you know, pretty related to the habits that I have. I've got some pretty negative habits in terms of like self-care and, you know, the conversations I have with myself. So mm-hmm. I think once I saw that, then I was like, okay, there's gotta be a way to manipulate this to make like positive compounds. Yeah. yeah. That's kind yeah. of, you know, when I started, you know, looking more into like organizing my finances or doing my exercise in like some sort of like a structured way paying a bit more attention to like what I eat, things like that. I was actually going to ask yeah. you, Nivette, because you seem really yeah. self-aware the way you were talking earlier. Do you, um, do you meditate or do you journal or like, what's your, what's your sort of like reflection process look like? 
so I was uh, I've been meditating and journaling for a while for years but I actually recently stopped I stopped because I wanted to see like okay how can I how can I um, kind of control my mind without having to meditate without having to because I forgot who it was someone said it, like if you meditate all the time that's just you like that's you clear clearing your mind that's like you kind of like just being in peace right but you can't be in a meditative state for 24 hours right i feel like meditation has become a religion now um but i use it as a tool like i'll have days where i'm like okay if i really need to like be on point or like if my mind is just like it won't stop um running then i'm going to like meditate but i think like i replace meditating with cold showers so nice yeah so with the cold shower it kind of forces me to be able to survive under pressure because you're in you're you're in there you're cold right you you don't have time to think about like oh you're a piece of shit you didn't sleep like uh (laughs) early last night you didn't like your mind kind of goes like okay you gotta fucking breathe you gotta breathe you gotta breathe slow down your breathing yeah so like she hears me like in the morning where i'm like yeah i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) look at that right (laughs) Yeah, I've done it, man. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> He's like, <gasps> why I appreciate hot showers now. Yeah, yeah. And then my reward is like, so I use, um, I use video games as a reward. So I'm like, that those those were my thoughts. I'm like, I want, I still want to play video games. I don't want it out of my life. I still love it. Right? How can mm-hmm. I control it, or use it as a tool? So that's what I do. Um, I'll play just like a little bit for like, uh, I'll set a goal for that game, and then once I'm done, like I'll stop. Um, but yeah, the cold shower kind of, it changes my mood. It changes my energy. It reduces the inflammation in my body. And I'm just like, and I'm like, I'm in a very good mood right after that. And I can use that as a, as momentum versus like meditation. Like I can, I can get into a meditative state if like, if I'm mentally strong in about like maybe five minutes, maybe less. Um, but like when I compare it with cold showers, I think cold showers are like really like boom. Plus, it kind of gives me, um, it's a huge win, and it's like it's a scary thing to do too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remember when you first start doing it, you're like, um, you turn it on or like, it's different each day. Like if you're feeling strong, you're in there like I'm gonna go in and just do it. But there are also days where you like you turn it on. It's like okay, five, four. Yeah, I think. Oh, hold on, I need a minute. I'm gonna go. Start, I'm gonna poop. start with like the warm, and then you just like kind of yank it all the way to cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> you just brace. Yeah. Or did you I, ever like another thing I would do is I would set it to like like kind of warm. I'd get in, and then I would just slowly, gradually twist the knob, like just like a little bit, try yeah, and get yeah. my body to adjust. That's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. brutal. It's brutal. Cold showers don't work for me. He's done buckets, like he pours a bucket of cold water. I done that, but like right now, I'm really. I don't like that. that. I like the cold shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I can get into it right now. Like it actually became a habit where I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do like a warm shower, like and then gradually go into a cold one. But then my, my body goes, no, just, just do it, man. Just do it. Turn it on and then just jump in. Like do like, and and. and so like this other person in my head goes like, okay, we're going to go for like 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, no, I don't want to go 30 seconds. Okay. What about 20? What about 10? Okay. Let's do 10. All right. Let's do 10, 10 seconds. Right. And that 10 seconds actually turns into like 30 seconds. And it turns into like me, like putting on shampoo in my head. I'm like, I'm already in here for 10 seconds. I can like go more. Mm-hmm. Right. I tried doing, telling myself, okay, we're going to stay in here for two minutes. 
I only did it once, wow. and I never <laughs> I didn't do it again. And so, like, I'm like, okay, 10 seconds is my base. As long as I do 10 seconds, I can probably do more. And I've been consistent with that. It's crazy. What takes longer? You think a cold shower a minute or a treadmill minute? Uh, treadmill a minute. Oh, wait. That's longer? No, no, no. no. Cold, no you're right. Cold shower I think cold shower, man. Cold shower one minute, yeah. That's yeah. savage. I, I would always do, like, 15, 20 seconds tops. Like, I, I didn't do it for very often. I, I was kind of, like... Uh, not used to it but i was used to the idea of it because of like playing sports and kind of showering in mm -hmm. not so awesome places you know like hockey rinks and rugby fields don't really have the best showers yeah. either so you kind of like i kind of got used to whenever i had to shower in a cold shower when i was like growing up as a kid like playing sports and stuff i would always i devised like a little plan where i would just jump into rinse and then soap up outside and then yeah. jump into rinse after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got used to kind of doing it and it, it was something I used to actually not like hot showers because I didn't like how hot and steamy it got. It was, I was like, this is weird. I didn't like it. Now I appreciate them more. That's so funny. You said that actually I'm starting to like think back and notice like when I was a kid, I like actually liked cold showers. It, it felt mm -hmm. like I was in the swimming pool, mm -hmm. but now I think like it's, it's just from like, it's going through life with all the hardship and the stresses and you just want to feel comforted by something warm right so you just some, sometimes you just turn it on and you just stay there for like i don't know ex, like 20 to half an hour and you're just like it's just your thoughts going and it's just warm and you yeah. haven't even like touched the soap or shampoo yet <laughs> yeah but we don't yeah. live in the hottest place ever right so it's only hot like in like the summer months like may june july august and then the rest of the year, it's kind of cold and rainy. Here, yeah. So like, you want that warm water. You want that. Yeah. You want to just relax. Yeah. It's like going to a steam room, but in your house. Exactly. exactly. I, I can't I can't do showers. Yeah. So, like, for what? me, yeah, I can't I can't do cold showers. Like, I Oh, I thought you meant showers. No, no, I mean, like, I shower. <laughs> <laughs> you don't shower? What? Oh, my God. The vet, I feel bad for I'm you. I'm not judging. I was just like, <laughs> stud. I was like, what? <laughs> you think, but, girl? But what <laughs> helps is like I like walks. I like walks. Yeah, walks always help me. Um, when we used to walk in, uh, like just in the park with Nori a lot, and being away from like the city and actually hearing the trees and not you know cars, it was you come in with all these stressors and so many times like we would like go into arguments going in. Yeah. And we would both like start crying, like we would just like yell at each other and then we come out and it's just like all of this is out of us. Yeah. And it was crazy because I don't think at that moment we didn't realize what it was doing, but then like when we when we look back at it now, it had its effects and it helped us a lot in the hardest times. It yeah. was actually when we were going through like the most difficult times in our business, we use that as like a weapon to just keep our minds sane and like keep us going because there were times where we wanted to quit yeah like running a business is no joke <laughs> it was cool too because there was this, no this one time where like we really needed money and we went like you know we'll go for a walk and after like 20 minutes like a um sorry a prospect texts me he's like hey i'm gonna i want to join your program and then she sent like the payment while i was in there i was like Oh, holy shit yeah, yeah it's the crazy. universe yeah. man it's the universe yeah. and it's just like it allows us to let go 
for that little moment like it just like you just let go of everything we're like okay we'll go in there no phones no watches no nothing you just go in there with like no intentions besides letting go yeah and it's nice i think that's the only way that i can truly meditate i can't sit down and meditate i'm not that type of person like he's tried with me i can do guided meditation um and sometimes guided meditations are really helpful or i put on a sleep meditation and those seem to work for me um but i like to journal i've been journaling now and it comes on and off i feel like I naturally pick up journaling when I need it or when it's been it's been helping me and then at times when it's not working for me I just naturally like don't do it like you'll see the dates of my journal they're not like every day it's kind of sporadic and I just now I've let go of the expectation because before I had the expectation I have to journal every day for this to work I need to do this all the time and now that I've let go of that expectation it's actually helped me a lot and I think it's finally doing the job it should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's kind of how my journaling was as well. Like when I first started, I was like, I got to do this every single day. And then I stopped doing it maybe for like a week or two. And then I'd come back and I would do it every day for like three days and then I'd stop and then I would do it again. And like, it was just like always sporadic. Now I'm finding that it's more of like a tool that I use just to organize my thoughts when I need to. Mm-hmm. Just something yes. that I, I just do. Do you do like a checklist? Do you write like Dear Diary, like a story like, like style? Like how do you how do you write in your journal? Um, I write down uh, gratitude and then an affirmation. So you have like a template where you write down like what you're grateful for and then... Yeah, it's kind there. of, we used a five minute journal. I don't know if you ever used that before. I've heard of it. I haven't used it myself. Yeah, so that one has the template. So it just it just organizes like what you need to write down. Cause I when I first started med, uh, journaling, I would like I can go on for like an hour. Like once <laughs> I start, I'll, like it's like writing a book almost. I'm like, am I writing a fucking book? <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I then, can do that too sometimes. And then um like and then I I heard about the five minute journal. It's like okay, three things that will make your day great. Um, uh, an affirmation. Oh yeah, three affirmations. And that's like the morning part. Yeah. And then there's an evening part. Yeah. Which is I think it was three wins. Three wins. What are three amazing things that happen throughout your day? And then what's one thing that you could do better? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think it was like three gratitudes, three affirmations, and then three wins. Um and what's one thing you can do better? Yeah, Some, yeah. Something along so that line. Yeah. It just organizes so, everything. Yeah, I like that. I like having some sort of a template like that as well. That's kind of how I started was like, I would start off with, you know, I was working at the gym. I was working at at, uh, Steve Nash and I was there and I would basically just journal in the beginning of my day. And that's how I organized my thoughts. So I'd think about like things I was grateful for, things I'm thankful for, like about myself, kind of like affirmations, you know, like I'm thankful that I'm like healthy. I'm I'm grateful. Mm -hmm for those types of things yeah. I'm able to work out you know there there was a member at the gym that I was working at and he was on a wheelchair and he was there every single day and I was like man this guy's limited and he's still here like my body can do pretty much anything right like I'm yeah like, yeah like dude That's I'm so one. thankful for that mm-hmm. yeah now it's more of like a checklist like I, I journaled this morning and it was just like a bunch of things I need to do this weekend just like that. yeah it was just like a checklist. No, that's that's awesome. Like, done. I think it changes as you change. 
too. And I think you find what serves you at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool to like look back in journals too and see like where you started and kind of where you are at now. And like, it's, it's, you see yourself changing, which is really amazing. And it's nice to, I think I have all my journals. Do you have all your journals? Yeah, I still keep them. I have so much. And it's, it's really cool. I'm on my second like, one. I'm on my second one. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's just freaking awesome. And I'm right now I'm obsessed with affirmations. That's just like my go-to, like I actually have affirmations set as my alarms in my phones. So it pops up on my phone. In your phones? In my phone, in my phone. <laughs> and they pop up like I have one for like 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and I think a 6 o'clock. And it's just different affirmations that I really want to instill in myself. Um, and I think it's so important that you have these strong beliefs in yourself. And even if you don't necessarily believe them right away, the more you practice them and the more you repeat them to yourselves, you become that right yeah. so you have every power to change your truth or your perception right and we tend to growing up i feel like we tend to have these negative beliefs about ourselves and those tend to be so strong and overpowering and they're negative i am statements so it's about like changing those negatives into positive i am statements and like actually finding things that serve you not to serve you so yeah, 100%. I think like the wording of them can actually be pretty uh, important as well. Because when I first started journaling, every single time I would write in the book, I would write down the same thing every single day. And it was, you know, I will be happy and successful. And then I would sign my name. And every day, that's how I finished it. And then I don't know why one day I was just like, why am I saying I will be? Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say that. Why yeah. am I saying I will be? So then yeah. I changed it to I am. And then I was just like, I am happy and successful. And that's what I wrote. Yeah, every day. I just got chills. And then I, I, I don't even write it anymore. It's just something that's in the back of my mm -hmm. head. It's like, oh yeah, I'm happy now. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Like, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's not like I'm happy every day, but it was just something that I used to think about. I would write down, I will be happy. Like I wasn't already, you know? Like it was just mm -hmm. weird. It's, that, that's it's, yeah. it's, it's the weirdest thing because like we feel like we need to get these things or like these identities from like the outside or from someone else but i think it's it's actually everything is already in us like especially like within, us, within yeah. us in us like physically in us um <laughs> uh but just think back when we were like young when we were like just toddlers like we we were like the best like salespeople in the world we would convince our parents to do things we were just like just like saying whatever's in our head right but because of like society rules uh, social rules like every a lot of things got piled on under those beliefs so they got like buried really really deep so all these things is just i think it's it's us reminding ourselves of who we were um and like kind of peeling off the layers of those um false beliefs and then being able to find that again there was this really great quote uh hopefully i don't butcher it it was um by jim quick the guy um i was telling you about earlier and his quote was uh so we're like we're like eggs um if you break an if an outside force hits an egg it will kill it right but if it's an inside force that breaks an egg that it starts life you know what i'm saying 
Mm. That's deep, right? I was like, yeah. Oh. So like everything is already within us. We just have to like have to have to uh, break sorry, it out of us. Um, be able to find the method or the way to kind of yeah peel all the layers of the false beliefs and then use that. I love like, it, man. We as kids are invincible, right? Like there was no one that could stop us. We were we were just doing what we wanted to do. We had these dreams. We could be astronauts just like this, just by like the snap of our fingers. We were astronauts because we had like no one telling us that we were not, mm -hmm. right? Like all of a sudden I was a bride. <laughs> one day I was a bride, one day I was like a teacher, one day I was this. Um, we could, like he said, we would convince our parents that we needed something, right? There was no one telling us we couldn't do it. And then, like you said, so many things happen and it's just about bringing those things back and instilling belief in ourselves again that we had as kids and like knowing that we are, we are powerful human beings that are capable of so many things. So affirmations are super, super powerful. And I think that sometimes we don't realize, like you said, like we have these affirmations going in within our heads and they can be so negative. Like even just saying like, you know, you make a mistake, you're like, oh, I'm so stupid, mm -hmm. you know? And like how often that comes into our head and we're not even realizing that that's going on inside our heads, but that's actually hurting us a lot. We just don't realize because we're so used to it. And I think when you start to become more self-aware, you start to realize like, okay, this is definitely not serving me for saying this or like, I'm always late kind of thing. And then you realize that's a negative affirmation, right? They seem so tiny, so like promiscuous, like nothing, not really important. And then, but the more we do this, the more we say this, and the more that becomes us, it's, it's hurting us, right? So it's really important to change that and practice the positive ones to overpower those negative ones. Yeah, like compound effect, right? Mm. I, I just read that book. Do you, have you read that book, The Compound Effect? Yes, I've read it once. Um, so good, man. I'd recommend I just, it for everybody. Yeah. All I can, uh, all, the lesson I got from the book was like, you just do, like people think like um, when you're doing something or like trying to learn an activity or trying to be successful or anything, it kind of goes like this. Mm -hmm. But it actually kind of goes like this. And then when you hit, you'll hit a point and it goes. Pfft. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I used to think as well that I had to like absolutely crush everything all the time. Like I used to think, you know, I was someone who like, like, I don't know, I react well to extremes. That's the way I think about myself. That's why like, I'm like intermittent fasting and cutting down carbs same time. Like, let's do this. Cause that's how my brain works. I react well to extremes and like I started running with my bike rides and I would try and run like 6k, 7k, 10k right off the bat. And I'd be able to do it like that day. But the next day, my knees, my ankles would be done for man. And that's kind of when I realized like the compound effect isn't about, you know, doing massive things all the time. It's like, why don't you just run 2k every morning, 3k mm -hmm. every morning, like just see how that works. Instead of like, absolutely slaughtering yourself for one day two days of the week like why don't you just do the same amount of kilometers throughout the week but you just do it like two kilometers a day three kilometers a day yeah yes so not having that like 
all in or nothing type of mentality but like dude i still have that i still have well it's just ha- like still having it like it's like all in right like i'm gonna yeah. exercise every single day yeah yeah it's still an all-in kind of thing but it's it's like remember when you were asking earlier how can i start a habit if i can't even do it for the 21 days or whatever yeah yeah that's, that's kind of my answer is like do it in a way that you can do it in a short period of time yeah like uh, in atomic habits he uses i think it's called the one minute rule or something but it doesn't have to just be one minute basically what he says is start like the process of doing a habit if you want to read a book just read a sentence every day. Mm-hmm. Just read a sentence every day. You could build that habit a lot easier than if you're like, okay, I'm going to read a chapter every day. Because yeah. you'll be able to do it maybe two days, three days of the week. Yeah, That's not how starting a habit works. Like chances are you'll be able to read one sentence every day easier than you would be able to, you know, read like a chapter every day. And then yeah. you end up doing it two times a week. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the same principle I've started using. It's just like the simplest way I can start a habit. And then from there, I know I'll get better if I do it all the time. Yeah. 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 Because you're not setting these like super high expectations. And I feel like when we set really high expectations, we kind of set ourselves for possible failure failure um and then that hurts us right but when you're setting these like smaller goals you're able to create wins constantly and that's going to keep you going and it's going to result in something more and that's kind of what we always suggest for our clients too like if they're struggling with working out we're like okay we'll just commit to like 10 minutes like just tell yourself you'll do 10 minutes or like do 10 push-ups or yeah do or 10 push-ups beans. even and you'll see that that eventually will turn into more just because like you're already there you're already doing it you're already moving and you're gonna want to do more yeah yeah and once you build the habit like i don't know for me once things get easy then i always want to dial it up somehow like you know like you were talking about the cold showers nevette you're like 10 seconds turns to 30 seconds like yeah like a, a one minute run could turn into a 10 minute run no problem because i start thinking about you know like this is getting easy i should try and push myself you know what would happen if i did it for a little bit longer yeah like what would happen you know like what's gonna happen that i think that's like uh one thing that kind of relates back to what you guys were saying earlier like when you're a kid you're like so carefree you'll ask for anything like nobody's yeah. told you not to do it but when yeah. you're a kid it's just also like you don't either you like you either don't see the risk or you don't care about the risk like yeah. mm-hmm. there was a dangerous moment for myself when i was in like elementary school and i learned what swear words were yeah. and so <laughs> i would say them and then at school they would just kind of yell at me like the teacher would just yell and yeah. then like worst case scenario they would tell my parents and i would maybe get a little whack that night or i would get yelled at or whatever it was and i kind of started to lose the fear of of the risk like i didn't care it didn't matter to me i would just swear whenever i want like you know it was a dangerous (laughs) moment like you kind of like realize you know like little kids when they go like skateboarding and they're like jumping off of like stair sets and roofs and stuff like that they just don't even care about the risk it doesn't matter to them and that's something like we kind of lose over time man like yeah it kind of ties in with like yeah curiosity too right as kids we're like super curious 
And I think we're always looking for like, oh, if I do this, what's going to happen? Like, and you keep testing the waters type of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're pushing your boundaries. You're trying to find the limits of life, right? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, we lose it as we get older. And I think like giving ourselves that back is super beneficial for us. And it will help change our lives for the better. Like when I decided to take these courses right now during quarantine, it was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen if I take it? And I was like, you know, just like, just got to jump into it. Just got to do it. Like now's the chance. Like I'm not going to probably have another chance. And there's always a reward to, I think, any type of risk. Like even if it doesn't turn out to be the way we wanted it to be, you still, there's something positive about it. There's always something positive to find about it. Yeah, a lesson of some sort. Yeah. I find that, you know, I like to tell myself I'm uh I'm a lot more like, like, I wouldn't say influential, but more powerful in my own life than I think. I put a lot of responsibility on myself. I think that I can control a lot more than I can control. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned if you kind of fail or, you know, you take a risk and you kind of see the repercussions of it. There's always some sort of a lesson. You can't always control like every situation. Like obviously yes. if you get fired from a job or if you have some issues, like whatever it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people would say, you know, they're being, you know, jerks or maybe there was some sort of a miscommunication, whatever it is. But even if you think that you were in the right and someone else was in the wrong, there's still some sort of a lesson, you know, something that you can pull. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like, you're not like the end all and be all. It's not like we're like completely masters of the universe in any way. Like I can't just like, you know, it's, 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 there's some things that are going to be put up to chance. So like oh, yeah. you have to understand that, but there is still ways you can learn from failures, right? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love what you said that like we aren't masters and I think you know, letting go of control is so important too, because we as human beings want to control everything. And that's out of fear, right? Mm -hmm. It's out of fear that you want to control situations. And that's why this quarantine hurts so many people. Like, yes, there's like the people that lost jobs and, you know, um, some even got sick, but besides some that, there's some people, some yeah. Died, man. Yeah. But there, besides that, there's some people who were so hurt by this because it was out of their control. Like their routines completely had to change. And for a little while, we didn't know what the next day would look like, right? Will we be able to go grocery shopping or will we not, right? Mm -hmm. And that hurt so many people. There's so much fear because they couldn't control that situation. And I think when you let go of, and you understand that you sometimes you can't control things, like you just have to let the universe do its thing and you know and you trust that the universe isn't there to hurt you that things just kind of still smoother like everything is is happening for you instead of against you yes mm -hmm. kind of switching it, perspective that was probably our biggest lesson that we learned this year in terms and we learned that through our business like there was so many lessons we learned through our business and that was definitely one of them is just like letting go of wanting to control everything and just kind of trusting like if we literally can't do anything else. We can't. We just have to have faith or whatever. Believe in whatever you believe in that is going to end up all right. That you're not going to, it's not the end of the world. And that there is a light at the end of it.
Yeah. How have you guys been, like, fitness-wise throughout this whole thing? I know uh, my fitness could be better. Yeah, same with mine. But I've been doing, like, I think it's, like, eh, pretty minimal stuff. Like, we would go for walks, try and get 10,000 steps. Um, and then we would do our, like, our um, Zoom boot camps. So that's, like, Four times a week. that's pretty much, like, our biggest, like, workouts of the week. <laughs> right? Like, doing, like, 40 Five minutes. Five workouts of, like, a week is still more active than most people were, like, regular life, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still really good. But because I'm, like, I'm, like, a, I come from, like, a bodybuilding background, right? So that, like, it, it's still sitting in the back of my head where I'm, like, you should be deadlifting this much. You should be doing pull-ups right now. You should, like, mm -hmm. go buy some weights. Uh, why don't you have a six-pack? What's wrong with you? You know? Yeah. I think he carries, like, with me, I've finally been able to let go of that. But I think even as yourself, like, maybe you struggle with this, is, like, we carry a lot of expectations for myself that we had when we competed like it's still within us and dude like I can go into that for so long of like how much that affected me negatively and and I think it has affected him negatively too is that like deep within us we still have these like really high expectations that we need to do it this way we yeah. need to like look this way because we've looked that way before we need to be like that example of ourselves like how can we not look like we looked like before and yeah. I finally let that go and it's been so so good to let that go and just not to have that pressure on me anymore and not to and I don't wish to look like I looked like before like I have different intentions with my health and my physique now than I had then yeah much different yeah I think a lot of it has to do with identity right I was talking to uh, a couple I, you know what actually I did a video with Aiden I'm going to plug my own stuff I'm going to be completely shameless about this but I did a video with Aiden Brow you guys can watch it as well but we we talked about this as well like when we were bodybuilding for me it's it's less about like body fat and more about size like I used to like love being you know I was pretty young when I was competing, I was only 18, 19 years old. So I liked being the young guy that was bigger than people. Like yeah. there was something that was addictive to that. I liked being big. You know, I was at like 220, 230 pounds. I'm only 5'10". Like there was something about it, you know, where you yeah. would fit, you wouldn't fit in clothes properly, where your arms or shoulders or your back was kind of bulging out. Or like, you know, I, I got addicted. Dude, there was a point where I couldn't put my seatbelt on properly in my car because reaching Dang. back. And I loved that. It yeah. became a part of my identity. And that's something that I'm struggling even with now. Not being like a, a big guy anymore. And like, you know, I'm still athletically built. I'm still ex like exercising every day. But there's something in my head that's telling me like you need to be bigger. And that was something that was really difficult about, you know, starting like uh, uh, intermittent fasting or starting like especially cutting carbs because my first thought was like, I'm going to shrink. I'm going to shrink. Yeah. It's like, dude, even if you shrink a little bit, you're still like going to be a little bit above average in terms of size. Like I'm sitting around 200 pounds still, like 195, 200 pounds, like even if I shrink a bit, it's like 185, still not tiny. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's like a weird identity problem. Like, it's like, yeah, so got so addicted. Right? Yeah, I got so addicted to being like a big guy that now it's like, I'm not a massive guy. And it's like, whoa, 
what even am I? Yeah. Like, what yeah, what it's am like, it's I? Like you lost yourself. Like, yeah. Am I? No, yeah. I, I can totally relate. I think there's, that's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like women are a little bit more open now in terms of like self-image and how we think of ourselves and more and more is, it's starting to come out and great we're all supporting each other in terms of that. But I feel like for, for men, it's still not really spoken of, but men suffer from a lot of self-image issues. Um, and it's really, really apparent in the fitness industry, like mm. super apparent. Yeah. And I think that like, he still to this day struggles with it. Cause one day he'll be like, yeah, like I want abs. And then another day he's like, eh, you know, I don't want abs. Like yeah. I want to be small. And then another day he's like, I want big legs. And then the next day he's like, eh, I don't want it. I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like these expectations, like, what do you want? <laughs> like he's battling with his ideas of like what he wants to be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And a lot of it comes from what other people think. I remember when, um, when I was starting to compete, I remember asking one of my buddies, I'm pretty sure it was Aiden. Actually, I asked him what was the hardest part of like your first competition. And he said, like always worrying about being in a good position, like making yourself look aesthetic. And then I was like, Oh, you mean like when you're on stage and posing? And he's like, no dude, because I have this in my head that I need to be a bodybuilder like just living like he's like even like if i'm in class and i'm standing and i notice someone standing to that side i'll turn so like they can see that my triceps a little bit bigger like different things like he's like it yeah. impacted him so much yeah point where he's like okay i'm always in the eye of someone i need to be aesthetic i'm a bodybuilder like what if they don't think i'm a bodybuilder you know like there's all these thoughts that run through your mm -hmm. head when you're like kind of struggling with that stuff that was just like the way I, I thought of it as well, because like if I walked into a gym, I, I would almost layer up sometimes because if I felt too small, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll put like a T-shirt on and then like a long sleeve T-shirt on over top and then like a hoodie on, maybe wear a toque and put the hood on so like no one can see how small I am, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I have like all these thoughts is like, oh, it'll make me look a little bit like puffier and I just wanted to be big. It got like so into my like identity of who i thought i was and then it's if someone says something about your calves you just break down <laughs> anything oh anything man. Yeah. anything and it got to the point as well like this is how obsessive i can get i'm sure you guys are probably similar to yeah. where like there was no way to compliment me at all yeah yeah, yeah. it was like oh you look bigger i'd be like oh i'm probably getting fat yeah. Someone's yeah. like, oh, dude, you're looking slimmer. Like, you're looking leaner. It's like, fuck, I'm getting way too skinny. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, no matter what, it was like, I would just see the negative in whatever someone was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, like, they give me a thought that kind of ties into, like, the rest of your life, too. Where, like, you have, maybe not you, like, um, I think I have this, too, where, like, we have a problem of, of receiving things. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah, probably I was just gonna say that, that's yeah. probably why you have like you have it saved when you were supposed to be saving, right? You kind of like receive it, it kind of goes away because like it, it. That's an example right there where you can't you can't even receive a simple compliment, compliment right? Mm -hmm. You can't kind of just like it's it feels like you're being humble and being noble, but it's it, there's something psychological with it too. Like I, 
I would do the same thing, like, dude, you you got bigger, and then I'm I'm like, no, I just got a haircut, so my head like is smaller, and my <laughs> my chest is just bigger. Yeah, or like someone like would tell me like, oh, that like that outfit looks so good on you. I'm like, oh, really? Um, you know, it could look better. Like you look good instead mm-hmm. of just being like, oh, thank you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when's the last time you actually said thank you for whatever someone said about you? It's it's really hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to be thankful for and receive like anything that comes towards us because that's how you create abundance, right? And that's how you receive more after. Yeah. It could also be like you don't want to be perceived as cocky or like, or I don't know. And what I found is actually when, when someone's giving you a compliment and if you actually receive it and say thank you, they actually feel good because they're like, oh, I'm able to give them something. But yeah. I think in our heads, it's like, oh, if I, if I say thank you, if I perceive this, it's, they're going to think I'm a jerk or like I'm, I'm like someone higher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone gives you a gift because they want you to receive it. They don't want yeah. you to turn it down. It's pretty rare that we give someone a gift and hope they turn it down. Yeah, yeah. It's, kinda, it's kind of like, it. yeah, yeah. I remember like, I have a weird like memory in my head that just like popped into my head when I was a little kid. I was probably like nine. And uh, like one of my aunts got me a gift for like Christmas or my birthday. And I was like, probably, yeah, I was like eight or nine. And it was like maybe a gift for like a five-year-old. And I was like, I don't like this. And my mom like gave me a whack and she's like, don't, why would you even say that? Yeah. Even if you think it, don't say it. And then that, I guess like, yeah, that's a weird thing. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah, no one wants to give a gift and have it be like not taken. So like that's yeah. kind of like a that's a new perspective I have on compliments, man. Yeah, I never right. actually thought of it that way because like if right? you like give you're like giving it to someone and they're like no, you're like oh that's weird like yeah yeah, right? yeah. or like even the smallest thing like you grabbed food for someone you know like you went and got a coffee and you're like oh I'll just go get them coffee and you bring them the coffee and they're like oh you shouldn't have right yeah. and you're like but I did. Mm-hmm. you know and like think of how many and times it was actually kind of nerve-wracking for me to do like it was like oh i don't want them to think i like you know think of them like in a weird way like why am i buying yeah. coffee and then I'll, oh maybe it's the right thing i'll just do it anyway yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know it's hard to do yeah and there's so many times where i just be like oh like thanks but you shouldn't have like or like my grandparents they tend to like give me like money sometimes i'm like why did you do that like just keep it for yourself the kind of thing because i'm thinking like why like they, they're retired they should keep the money for themselves but then i'm also not allowing them to give which is actually a natural human instinct like humans want to give yeah 100 percent. i'm like that as well actually i just uh my grandma, the last time I saw her, tried to give me 20 bucks. And I was like, no, what are you doing? What? Like, at the time I was working, I'm like, dude, I'm working. You're not. Like, why would yeah, you yeah, yeah. need money? Like, yeah. But then it's also, you're right. Like, that's like an opportunity for her to give. Like, she's just like chilling. She wants to give things to people. Yeah. Yeah. We all want to feel like we're contributing to something or someone. 100%. 100%. Hundred percent. We're coming up, dude. We're past an hour now. We're like, yeah, I know. I was just looking at like, yeah. It's, I think it's like an hour and twenty minutes of recording now. Woo. So, uh, this has been amazing. I'm really happy about this conversation. I actually gained a little bit of perspective shift as well. But 
I'm going to let you guys kind of end this one off. Like this is going to be your little personal message. You guys can do it one at a time or you can tag team it, but I want you guys to just kind of give people a little uh, dosage of positivity. Just give them something, whatever you got. You're you on have something? Spot. I have something. You're on the you spot. can go. You can I kind of want to keep it simple. I don't want to like rant on, but I think like especially at this time um, where we're supposed to, we have all this time, right? We have, we're supposed to be productive. We're supposed to be healthy. We're supposed to be doing all these things, all these expectations. I think the best thing to do right now is kind of like just accept um what's going on in your head like kind of accept who you are obviously not like okay you're just gonna be a pig forever you're just gonna be like just playing video games forever it's okay to do that no what i mean by accepting is like accept who you are right now like you're you're not this person who's supposed to like make i don't know 500k in a year you're not this person who's supposed to be oh sorry i was just looking at michelle's dad he's he often scares us when we're when he's outside the balcony. But anyway, <laughs> so much for my, my passionate spiel there. But That's um, okay, man. But, I, yeah, accept, like, like who you are. Like, find out who you are. Accept that, like, you're, this, you're a good person. Um, you have good intentions. And if you don't accept yourself, you won't be able to move forward. Because the only way you can move forward is with you, right? Like, if you're always blocking yourself, then you can't, right? So I think, like, my message is just, like, forgive yourself forget all your mistakes, learn from them, analyze them properly. And then I think that's like the first step of moving forward, especially during this time. Beautiful. Yeah. That's funny. Cause I was actually just thinking about forgiveness as well. And it was just, it was just, yeah, to, to forgive yourself. I think that's like one of the most important things that I've learned in the past couple of years is that forgiveness is super, super powerful and very important because we're always going to be growing and growth comes with pain. It comes with, you know, challenges. It comes with, um, mistakes, right? But those mistakes are all meant to happen and you have to forgive yourself for anything you made a mistake in, um, forgive yourself for being hard on yourself, forgive yourself for, um, hurting someone, maybe forgive yourself for anything because as a human, that will happen. And I think once you forgive yourself, you can move on past that and move on to the next steps of life and realize that you will always have to forgive yourself and forgive others too. That holding grudges is not going to serve you. And yeah, yeah, that's, I think the biggest message. We also want to say like, thank you for like giving us an yeah. opportunity to like, this was dope to like share who we are share like our thoughts and be able to teach others through you um you know what you're doing is amazing too yeah, just dude. like bringing about people together and sharing messages and, and like, helping others connecting that's with other people locally insane. that's amazing thank you i appreciate it yeah i just uh my whole concept my whole idea was uh you know i struggled from mental health for a long period of time and it's just because like i never educated myself I never spoke about it. No one ever spoke about it to me. It was just like mm -hmm. a weird gray area. And then uh, little topics like that, I guess, interested me. Like, why don't we talk about these things? So it was yeah. kind of like a, like a little bit my passion just to talk about the things that we're not always comfortable talking about, like weaknesses or, you know, like I want to show everyone on social media is always like, you know, showing like the best parts of their lives. 
and like all the time like i want to show like some of the more authentic you know like this is what i suck at this is where i need help in my life this is something maybe i'm good at that i can help you with like let's let's try like let's all grow together like why are we all like everyone always competes man like why don't we just grow together like yeah you know what i mean so like that's kind of like i like getting you know different perspectives i've spoken with a lot of trainers but that's because i know a lot of trainers so we're trying to branch off and find other people as well and uh just talk about you know different things that people don't necessarily like always talk about and you know how we can impact those things like journaling or fitness or nutrition or sleep like different things like that yeah, yeah. i like how you like you you want to kind of show our weaknesses and our flaws because i think that's the because there's so much like glitter and glamour on like social media everything looks good but majority of people are going through something bad right now and they can't really connect to that but and by you sharing by us sharing our flaws and weaknesses they're like oh wow these people are going through it too it's like i'm i'm, I'm normal you know I'm, there's nothing wrong with me yeah it's not even sorry you go michelle even if you don't directly help them right just them seeing you going through something helps them not feel alone yeah, I was going to say, it's not always like even about, you know, like obviously with this pandemic, people are struggling, but it's not even about that. It's just like in everyday life, like, you mm-hmm. know, we show like, oh, this is me, like, oh, I'm done my workout with my really healthy meal. And like, this is something I'm kind of, you know, something like I do all the time where it's like, okay, I'll show like my healthy meal. And then it's like, well, we don't really show when we mess up. You know, we never show that. Like no one ever, I remember like a few months ago when it was snowing i would go for my bike rides and i fell because it was icy and snowy so i took pictures of like when i fell down because i was like you know it's funnier to do that like it's funnier for me like it's like you know this is where i fell down this is where i suck like you know i made a story today and like this is something i'm trying to do a little bit more often it's just like this is something i suck at like i need some help this is something i'm not really great at you know yeah yeah it's just something that it annoys me about social yeah. media. It's like people are always like, oh, this is how awesome I am and this is how amazing. It's not relatable. It's not like it doesn't help me. I don't feel like I know you. It's like, it's just a weird like thing. Like it's a, you know, you don't yeah. like, get to know someone until you see like where, you know, they have pros, but they also have some, you know, I would say maybe not downfalls, but areas of growth, right? Like that's yeah, how yeah. you kind of get to know someone. That's yeah, how you yeah, yeah. get to know someone. And then you can like share, oh, hey, I've dealt with that or my buddy dealt with that and this is what helped him out. Like that's That allows people grow. to trust you, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it that's shows so us where wrong. we can actually grow, right? Like if I have a problem and I'm struggling with it and I never talk about it, then it's just the problem. But if I have a problem mm-hmm. and then I talk about it and then maybe like Nevette, you're like, hey, Michelle actually dealt with something like that before this is how she fixed it. Then it's like, well, not only am I not alone now, but I actually have some sort of a plan. Like I have a suggestion. I have more information. Like it's like, there's only plus sides to talking about things like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Cool. Well, we got Nori athletics, everybody, Michelle, Nevette, thank you so much. It's been a blast. I'm going to throw off the recording now. I just got to find my mouse on my computer screen.